Not Exactly Radio, back at it again. Again. It's Black History Month again, I know. Black History Month, uh, we're doing our second uh, album for Black our Black History Month series. Another GOAT. Um, another GOAT. <laughs> uh, before we get to that, hey, what's up? It is me, one of your hosts, Benny K, and... Tony, what's going on, Tony? Tony, what is going on, Tony? That's that's good. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's Out of all the parodies of your own name, I like that one the best right now. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got I still uh, like Gaze. at the end of the Pesh to go on one. I just went gay bar, Tony. <laughs> yeah, <what's> that? <laughs> that, that's my other favorite. When, and he's still. Uh, it's Benny K and gay bar Tony. I don't know. <laughs> gay bar Tony. I don't know. It's, I like how it's been a year since that episode, and you remember I, that I, part. I, that's, I, I that's once in a while just think about gay bar Tony. <laughs> Wonder how he's doing. <laughs> Hope gay bar to- Tony is doing well. That's a mobster. Uh, that, right now, that's a mobster that owns gay bars. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, it's gay bar it Tony. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is fantastic! I'm glad we're doing this. Anyways, so uh, we we brought um, Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On" mm-hmm. uh, into the Black History Month series because we feel like it's a pretty important album. Plus, it's like one of the best. Yeah, uh, like, we were thinking Motown, so then I just went Motown, yes. and, and there's so many different names. But Marvin Gaye kind of jumped out to me, and then uh, and then I was like, "All right, this is a good time. Let's get into his landmark. You know, whatever's his biggest mm-hmm. one." It's what's going on. Yeah, what is going on? And uh, we had a lot of fun with this one. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say a lot of fun. It's kind of actually like a really sad album. I think it's once you more look it over. a revelation than fun. Okay. Like, as in, wow, I'm glad we did it, you know, kind of thing. Right. Like, it, 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 yeah. it, it was educational in a way. Our, well, revel- really was- revelatory. I, th- I think it, it really was. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, I'll, I'll just go back to my original description of Reveltory of, wow, okay. he really is the GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I was going to say, it's really, I didn't really dive deep into Marvin Gaye's lyrics until, you know, we mm-hmm. got to this album right here. And all I thought was like, oh, yeah, he's got that sexy shit yeah, going he's, on. Yeah, he's the getting laid dude. He's like Barry White. Yeah. You throw on Barry White I mean, Marvin Gaye when you want to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> god uh but then yeah so i mean that's kind of like it, it was kind of funny to like listen to these uh these song uh the, the, or finding out the meaning behind these songs and then just listening to them and you're like this is super sexy still like i don't mm-hmm. understand like yeah. <laughs> how i'm supposed to be talking about like uh uh the vietnam war and uh we're, and, and, we're used and to child our, stuff we're used to our uh protest albums having a little bit more screaming <laughs> yes yeah i was gonna say like this one made me want to bang uh, a lot. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, Marvin Gaye, let's get let's get into it. Let's get the skinny going. Um, so yeah, this is uh, the eleventh studio album from uh, the soul singer, songwriter, 11. producer Marvin Gaye. Uh, it was released in May twenty first, nineteen seventy one. Nearly fifty years ago. Yeah. So Amber was what negative seventeen in some days. Yeah, negative seventeen. <laughs> uh, negative. Negative. Oh yeah, it was negative seventeen in some days. Okay, I was gonna say negative eighteen. <laughs> um, so, but this was the first album that uh, Gay was uh, got producer credits on, and credited also the Motown session musicians as the Funk Brothers. Which okay, speaking of the session band, it's fucking great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, Man. you know, I mean, it's one of those things of 
it, it's just that quintessential Motown funky sound. Like, and it's just mm. apparently it was just always the same backing band. And then this is the first uh, record where they finally got some credit on, you know, their name. Hey, um, they deserved it. It was that was great stuff. Before we go farther, the other th- fun thing: uh, Buck's new acquisition, Marvin Williams. Yeah, His middle name is Gay. Oh, is it? I would after assume Marvin he was named Gay. after. Yeah. <laughs> fucking a. So that's fucking a. So that's pretty cool. Um, welcome to the squad. Fear the deer. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, what's going on is surprisingly a concept album. Uh, mm. which, you know, kind of blew my mind. Because really, I mean, I'm assuming yeah. we're speaking for both of us. We really only knew the first song. Right, yeah. And, yeah. And, that, well, I mean, I mean, I know his, like, hit, like, you know, yeah. well, let's yeah. get it on. But, uh, I mean, for, but from this yes. record, the only single. Is, yes, what's going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then also that it was an anti-war song or, you know, kind of a peace song never really occurred to me because mm-hmm. I always just no clung to the chorus. Yeah, you know, and I always assumed it was a horny thing. Like, what's going on, baby? You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, yeah. I was no, absolutely, because I was like, yeah, what's going on? Eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anyways, uh, so this concept album also uses the concept called the song cycle, where the album ends with a reprise of the album's opening, which really lended oh. to like repeated plays in a row. That's how I listened to mm. this one uh, at work a lot. I would just play it, and when I got to the end, I would just hit what's going on again and restart it. And it kind of just flows right. in that way, too. It does. It does, because it did feel like at some points of the album, like I didn't really know where one sa- uh, song exactly. ended and one song started. Yeah, It wasn't actually until like I sat down and wanted to go through the lyrics, did the lyric deep dive, which I do at the end. Mm-hmm. is when I could really start to signify which song was which, because without that, I would just let it roll through. And I guess that really lends to how records were records at the time. This would be a great right. record to own. It's one now where I'm like, if I end up seeing it, I'll probably get it. Yeah, for sure. Because I could see just playing this in the background while I'm doing stuff, and it just mm-hmm. being great music to just tune in and out of. And that's what I felt doing with these listens. You know, we're, right? Yeah, I was gonna say this would be a, a nice album if you don't pay attention to the lyrics so much. It, it's a good uh, background album to have on. It's 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 your lo-fi hip hop beats with a good singer. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. So, but yeah. Uh. So the album is ton- told from the point of view of a Vietnam veteran returning to America with new eyes, watching hatred, suffering, and injustice occur. Um, it's also one of the first albums to concern itself with ecological issues with climate change being on nearly everybody's mind. Now it's a revelation that gay was singing about it 50 years ago. It's insane. That is so insane. Especially like listening to this. We'll get into it. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of these things that he sings about is like things that are still happening today. It's fucking insane. Yeah. And that's it. it, Again, it sucks. We, uh, what other one where we were like, God damn it. We're still talking about all this same stuff. Um, it was probably a, it was is that like a was, bad religion one or something? Uh, like no, it was recently where t- one of our episodes we kept going. Hey, wow, mm-hmm. still a problem. Um, yeah, God, must have been a. It had to be so an older album wasn't CW. Okay, I'll look it up later. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it um, out. <laughs> so, anyways, record is obviously a classic. Um, it was number mm-hmm. six on that Rolling Stones 500 best albums. We've brought up a couple times when we're talking classics yes. here. So, this one hit number mm-hmm. six. This is the highest we've gotten to so far. What do you think's number one on their list? I'm not going to look it up. Oh, it's probably the. It's probably the Eagles. Uh. 
or whatever. I was I was like a su- I associated be. with like the best selling album. I could so see I thought it was that. like that Eagles album or Led Zeppelin. Could be Thriller. Oh, a Thriller. Yep, could I be. forgot about Thriller. Um, could be that. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, yeah, we'll I'm, see. I'm gonna <laughs> try putting it off as long as we can, and then one day I'll look. Okay. It up. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, as the background leading up to this, because it was like a shift in gays, it was a tonal shift. Like, because before this, again, he was the love song guy. Uh, so mm. during the 60s, gay suffered through many hardships. Um, he suffered through a lot of depression and drug dependency, specifically cocaine. Uh, his singing partner, Tammy Terrell, was diagnosed with a brain tumor and passed away before she was even 25. Damn. Um, and then, uh, but. He still was doing music. Um, he was starting to show his worth as a producer, um, producing songs for the Motown group, The Originals. Um, in 1970, which was an interesting tidbit, he started working out yeah. with the aim of joining the Detroit Lions. <laughs> and he even like uh, was, I think he was like playing. It sounded like he was act, uh, practicing actively with the East Michigan college team in preparation yeah. for a Detroit Lions uh, tryout and then he got injured and then uh, right. basically it came a time of well continue to pursue this or do your music career and he well see that's it life's got funny ways of telling you not to play for the Detroit Lions <laughs> yeah he dodged a bullet there <laughs> uh, he had like four or five friends on the team that were like longtime friends so I think that was his in of basically we can get you a okay. tryout to join us because yeah he, like the entry just mentioned like he stayed friends with his Detroit Lions buddies basically <laughs> but um so in the 1969 uh nice uh that's how long we've, <laughs> that's how long we've been giving tape jobs yeah 1969 <laughs> baby <laughs> uh i'm, I'm looking if you haven't seen the main go look it up jesus christ <laughs> member of the group the four tops oh member of the four of the group the four tops ronaldo mm-hmm. benson witnessed bloody thursday while their tour bus was driving through uh Damn it, why didn't I write down the location? Anyways, it was a war protest that ended in wanton police brutality. Uh, Benson was just basically marked by that occasion, and he had to just, he, as a musician does, he uh, went out and just wrote a song about it that because it moved yeah. him so much he couldn't get over it. Uh, he demoed that song to Gay, who was ready to offer it to that band he was working with, the originals, but Benson was more saying that, you know, no, I, I think this is your song, though. I want you to have it. Um, yeah. And and basically, Gay's, like, mental shift at the time, the quote that, like, Benson remembers saying and why he thought this song would be good for him, he remembers him saying of just, with the world exploding around me, how am I supposed to keep singing love songs? And, you know, and that's the whole point. That's, that's fucking, I mean, there he is. That's the album right there. I mean... It, it it's a problem that we deal with too is like mm-hmm. sometimes it's just hard to not focus on it especially because we have such a window for it now yeah like it's hard not to stare at this little window <laughs> that pisses us off all the time <laughs> we're just staring at but it's hard to look away because oh. it's like how am i supposed to just watch reality television all day <laughs> and all night when <laughs> The world's exploding. Uh, Absolutely. To expand on that, in his Rolling Stone interview, he's uh, quoted, in 1969 or 70, I began to reevaluate my whole concept of what I wanted my music to say. I was very much affected by letters my brother was sending me from Vietnam, which he is uh, 
track two is all about that, um, as well yep. as the social situation here at home. I realized that I had to put my own fantasies behind me if I wanted to write songs that would reach the souls of people. I wanted them to take a look at what was happening. And that's a very and- powerful message and port message and all the respect. And yeah, uh, I already respect this guy for his musicianship. And then just reading all this and now going through this album, like that guy's an right. I- that guy's an icon. That summed up everything that we like witnessed in this album or listened to in this album. Like just watching a world crumble around this one. I don't want to say character cause it was Marvin Gaye, but, uh, he still wrote it beautifully. And, uh, like I said, unfortunately super sexy like i didn't want to <laughs> yeah. like feel sad <laughs> i didn't want to feel sad when i was listening and feeling sexy but but it also i don't know it made me listen harder and, now and i think one of the things about that too that is good is because he um his standpoint was still he always he still approached it with a religious idea of let's come together and learn to love again i think that's mm. that message works so much well with his musicianship because again, most protest music we're used to is more of the angrier sort, <laughs> right? You're screaming into a microphone, and this is coming from yeah, like this love and united, and and you need both, you know, you need you need right. people that are angry and are you know willing to stand up for everybody, and then I think you know, and I'm not saying Gay didn't do that, but also the message of we're standing up for everybody because I just want everybody to be happy and safe and be able to love again and with that let's go into it let's get into like the album uh so the first song right off the bat title track what's going on um like i've mentioned before (laughs) in this whole thing it's like this this song only makes me feel weird because marvin Gaye makes it sound uh makes uh government got marvin Gaye uh makes world peace sound so fucking sexy Mm -hmm. and i mean at the same time when you look at world peace it's like yeah it is it should be fucking sexy that everyone has world peace um then I also uh, I also never realized how much uh, Motown record producer Barry Gordy actually hated this song, basically yeah. saying it was like outdated and unoriginal, and it's uh, and it's great it's great that this song actually became one of uh, Gay's best songs. Right, and it's always like something looking back of um, also of who was that guy? You know, who was Gordy being uh, influenced by? Because the lyrical content, I don't feel, is very outdated. You know, when this is coming right. off of post uh, Vietnam, which right completely just broke the country in terms of. I mean, that's that's where people were starting to be really anti-war. You know, that's where the anti-war it, movement started. And it's funny that he said it was outdated when it actually would probably fit in today's world. Exactly. Honestly. It's still not it's outdated. Fucking, it's 50 years old. It's still um, <laughs> relevant than most music that's released today. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, it's still a wonderful song, a wonderful protest song, I should say. Um, it fits way too well with right now. And it just, and it's kind of weird how this song shows how much the government hasn't really changed much, or maybe in this case, how much the government has gotten kind of worse mm-hmm. um, since then. Yeah, and uh, again, um, he is very quotable, and he knows exactly what he's thinking here, and then he says of this song, if I was arguing for peace, I'd know I'd have to find peace in my heart. Oh, yeah, and absolutely, and that's such a great quote. He's, he's got such fucking badass quotes for... Yeah. Like these songs, and it like fits right in like, there. Like, in fact, it, like 
those quotes like drive his message further in these songs. And again, raising in his estimation, this is his 11th record. It's one of those things where I guess he just, you know, he, 11. It, like it's, yeah, like that's a lot of music that, you know, and yep. he's still making it and then he reinvented himself and in, in, in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we go on to the next song, uh, What's Happening, Brother? Uh, <laughs> once again, Marvin Gaye <laughs> Trying to make uh, veterans struggling to make it, the adjustments back into society sounds super sexy. I mean, come on, man. What the? <laughs> um, but I know once you get past that, uh, the sexiness of Marvin Gaye, uh, you get it kind of like a really sad song. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, like you mentioned before, like he was talking about uh, his brother uh, being in Vietnam, and here we are with that. Um, this may have been a bigger issue during Vietnam. Um, whereas, like, soldiers are having a tough time coming back from that war uh, and then adjusting to civilian life, if you will. But it's still a thing today. Oh, yeah. Like, like people sometimes choose the military to... Because they don't know where else to go. They mm-hmm. don't know if they have a direction. They feel like they're going to get a direction for the military. But then when they're all done with that, then they still have nothing. They, yeah. like, well, because... And it's, and it's also because of the free college thing, it's like a sham. Yeah. It's heavily yeah. restricted. Yeah. <laughs> And it's all, like, reimbursement shit. Ah. So it's like, yeah, we'll eventually get to you, but it's one of those things of, well, if you submit this paperwork, this paperwork, this paperwork, it'll give you a credit to get your money back, you know, and it's like, that's not free college then. Like, you've lied to all these people that signed up for, fine, I'll just (laughs) spend four years. Sacrifice. Yeah, hopefully in Eastern Europe just standing around and then come home and get free college. Nope. (laughs) Fuck you. Um, and that's that. That's also why I just can't stand the hypocrisy of our government. Like it'd be one thing if they did support the troops themselves, and then you always screamed <laughs> it at us, but they don't. Right. And then, uh, and then now they realize that dead troops sells their propaganda way easier. So now it's, it's even worse. Because they're like, well, they're killing Americans. Like, they wouldn't be dead if you wouldn't be putting them there. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's, you know, and I think, and I know we both see it. We all see it. It's just the people that are very, like, defend the troops, rah, rah, rah. And, like, just, it's always dead troops now. Yeah. It ain't ever be, like, bring my son home. or bring. It's never about bringing them home. It's about bringing caskets home. It's about remembering that caskets are brought home. I don't want to remember that. I don't want right, them, exactly. you know. And that's the thing is now dead troops sell. Right. That's even. And it used to be. <laughs> it used to be that way where people were like asking for people to come home. Yeah. And now. Um, but now yeah. it, it's just. Yeah. It used to. Yeah. I, I, I feel crazy thinking that too. It used to be we're all yelling to bring them home. Right. Now. Why are we yeah. so we're like, obsessed with the sacrifice hey, no, part? <laughs> If you don't if you don't believe in the war over there, then you're not American. I'm like, all right, man, come on, come on get fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you know, and it sucks because 50 years ago he's banging on it here, and you know, and then it's worse for you know, of course, Martin Gay's brother's going to be black. So you know, this is during another time of a lot of racial turmoil, and at least now we have a little bit more solidarity. Not much, but. Not as much as I'd like, you know, any of us would like, but mm-hmm. really back then it was even worse. And so they're getting even more of a raw deal. They get drafted into this, they somehow survive it, and then they come back to a country. Yeah. You know, it, it was uh, Muhammad Ali's whole thing of why I don't want to go yep. over there. 
yeah, fucking <laughs> like they hate me here i don't know them i why do i want to kill them you know right so it's and that's and that's the funny thing about it too is like we always have like this image of uh um image of like how other countries look at us and everything but really like they don't hate us they hate our government like yeah. the government's fucking and we see that like, too they don't mind us and it's the same way like i, I don't hate anyone from <laughs> yeah, no. anywhere else their government might be pieces of shit but i don't think the people are yeah exactly you know and it, it, and that's and that's what we're talking about internationalism there and that's such an important thing that people need to work on is having an international view of the world of people um where mm-hmm. we're all the same people of workers that just want their families to be happy and healthy that is yeah. what we all want, and that is, you know, and I guess <laughs> we can get into it. See, this is the episode to get into this stuff, because <laughs> right. the other thing that uh, bothered me recently, I, I can't guess, I, here's the platform to talk about it, is uh, the World War Three memes got to yeah. a point where they were pissing me off, because they were, really? well, because so many people were so worried about, oh man, if the, dra- uh, specifically World War Three draft memes. So worried about mm-hmm. what's happening to us when the Iranian people are stuck between, you know, a rock and a hard place. The Iraqi people, rock and a hard place where they want us out and we're still yep. blowing them up, still blowing them up. I'm pissed off we're still blowing them up. Right. I unfortunately saw a video of the Soleimani, like, aftermath. Mm-hmm. Another rocket fell while they were filming the aftermath. It killed more people. It was just double just, tapping. Yeah, it, like, it, it just killed a bunch more families. And mm-hmm. that is what I was haunted by during that whole news cycle. And so I would see these memes of getting drafted or New York Times publishing how the draft would work and why it isn't going to happen. Like, we mm-hmm. shouldn't f- immediately just think of us immediately. Yeah, exactly. And that's what pissed me off about exactly. it is immediately people were going... Well, what's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to me? Yep, exactly. Fucking we're, A. We're, we're safe um, still. Nothing happened yeah. to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, that's what makes me mad. The other thing, since there isn't much humor in this episode, <laughs> I did enjoy track one and two. It sounds like when you walk up to something, someone, you can just say those first two tracks in a row. <laughs> I know, and then you're good. <laughs> what, like, hey, man. What's going on? What's happening, brother? <laughs> what's happening, brother? Uh, um... I do like the tie into the next song because I actually feel like I know. Um, I, I'll let you say your piece first before I get into mine. <laughs> we get a break from the intensity a bit to sing a song about being high. <laughs> See, that's that's awesome. See, I took it in like a completely different direction because this is one of those parts where I was like, I don't know what song is the end, what song is the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as I started hearing like the ooh, ooh, ooh from flying high in the friendly skies, uh, I was like, this is still what's happening, brother. And this is just a guy struggling to. Uh, get over like not I shouldn't say get over but struggling with his PTSD or like mm. any sort of other functionalities that are happening in society when he comes back um, so what I thought of like I thought flying high in the sky is like uh, in the friendly sky is like um, uh, this might be uh, it, it could tie in it could tie in by saying a struggling so- soldier is like turned to drugs to cope with like the pain yeah like you can I, I feel that pain right away in the beginning of the song and and, uh, and 
and uh, when it, especially when it gets to that line, um, the pain, the awful pain, it just sounds like someone in despair, which, like, I'm, I'm glad it was kind of a break, but at the same time, it was still building on to what we just listened to. Yeah, and I think yours is probably more correct reading. <laughs> because, <laughs> um, again, because Gay dealt with his own depression and addiction. Um, so, and then that's somebody that's definitely gonna see it, why a soldier would turn to that. Um, mm-hmm. And it is one of those things where it is escapism. And so it, it yeah. is kind of a song of escapism. So on one hand, yeah, it's a song about being a high. On the other hand, it's because they're running from shit. Right. Um, it's like they're trying to get rid of their own problems kind of thing by ignoring them a little bit. And then the musical backdrop to this one is really just nice and introspective. It's, oh, yeah. Like yeah. It, it, it would play great again. Like, I'm looking outside the snow falling slowly. Like, um, the Funk Brothers. Yeah. Yes, that, that would be an awesome wrestling team name too. The Funk Brothers. I feel like they probably. I'm was sure they like would, that. but they have to do yeah. it right. They have to, and I guarantee they didn't do happen. it right before. No, not at all. Um, moving on to the next song, I actually I will admit, like it is a very serious song, but I will admit that I laughed a little oh, bit yeah. in the background. When the singers are like, save the babies. I'm like, oh, no, stop. No, I shouldn't be laughing at this. But it's been parodied, I think, now. Because, again, it's 50 years. So we've been seeing so many parodies. You pull up the Simpsons one. Describe that one. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's (laughs) the Simpsons. I had that that Simpsons, the heavy Simpsons vibe. Uh, I remember that one episode. I forgot what it was. uh, But Maude Flanders is at, like, this town meeting. And she kept saying, someone, please, just think of the children. (laughs) Um, And that's exactly what this, you know. So we've we've heard it yeah. before, <laughs> and yeah. like it's been parodied since then. Um, but I mean, it's still it's it still vibes. <laughs> yeah, for sure, um, for sure. Otherwise, yeah, I was gonna say this song is very straightforward. Like, don't fuck up the world now for the children later. And then, uh, yeah, um, exactly. Um, yeah, this next song. It's one of those that this is makes it eerie. So yeah, we're getting back to yep. the Robert Johnson kind of ghost story type of shit. The urban legends. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's God is love, and it's a. It, it, thank God it's. <laughs> thank God. Thank God. It's the two. It, it, it's the shortest <laughs> song, because the song's dedicated to his father, who later killed him. That is fucking insane. When I read that, I read, I, I like looked at what you wrote, and then um, I had, like I had to look this up for myself. I'm like, what the fuck? No fucking way that this actually happened. And then yeah, apparently like uh, uh, Marvin Gaye Senior was like getting into a fight with his wife, and then Marvin Gaye Junior decided to step in. It's like, hey, stop that shit. And then he just fucking got shot in the heart, like dead center of the heart. And then apparently he also got shot again in the shoulder. I didn't really understand why his dad did that. But then um, later on you discover like his dad had like a tumor in his brain and he actually didn't, he got, it wasn't, he was found not guilty for like, uh, um, for um, voluntary manslaughter, I think. Uh, But then either way, he he, like died in a nursing home in 1998. Um, Jeez. But either way, yeah. But uh, so I didn't really... I didn't know if, like, the two... Either way, it's just fucked up. Because, like, this song is dedicated to his dad. Talking about his dad, how much he loves his dad. And then he gets killed by his fucking dad. Oh, my God. I know. I know. It, it fucking... Yeah. Like, again, it's... It, it's one of those things of... 
sometimes when somebody's like uber like a goat like this and they die in mm. such a way like that it's like shit it's jesus oh, christ i yeah. know um yeah like uh, that, that that's horrible so it is. uh moving on um <laughs> yes. to another song that we have plenty to talk about is uh mercy mercy me which is and yes dedicated to the environment yeah, I was going to say, it's like he's bringing up all the subjects that no one really wants to talk about. Perfect and, time uh, to check this out. Like, <laughs> I know. We, I know. It was kind of insane. We Holy stumble shit. into greatness once in a while. Yeah. And uh, we definitely stumbled on this. It was like, uh, first you're talking about like anti-war stuff. You're talking about how like this world's kind of fucked up for the children of the future kind of thing. And then we even get to like the environment. He's talking about like three different huge things, or three or more I mean, different like huge things, and it's just insane. Since we're fellow Bernard brethren, when you get those yes. surveys for what you want to check, what he wants to talk about that debate or whatever, mm-hmm. it reminds me of yeah. that where it's like, what am I supposed to pick? These are all very relevant right now. Yeah, I'm like, why don't you? Why can't he talk about them all? Why can't they talk about them? <laughs> like all? Jesus I. So that's why I almost pick it everything, three different things every time. <laughs> Just because mm-hmm. I'm like, I, they're all equal in my mind almost. Except for yeah. uh, I stick with universal healthcare. I think it's just that has to happen before we can, we have to stop letting people die before we can all get together and get yeah. this solved. Because it's killing our people. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So we need to start getting our people saved because it's such a like chokehold on people is healthcare costs and healthcare and all that and feeling good and being able to take care of yourself right and like people are all worried about like what someone might do halfway across the world like oh they're trying to kill us i'm like no we're killing we're killing each other here honestly yeah like uh, the fact that people die because of insulin like not having enough that is insane that cannot happen um and we got to get that like the way my worldview mind works with us getting our shit together is once we can start taking care of people's health way better than we are we can start to focus on other people maybe (laughs) hopefully that'd be nice um but anyways uh so yeah uh i won't repeat it here because i'm not good a good singer like marvin Gaye, but just that whole (laughs) extended part where he's like about saving a world that's destined and then he sings that to die <laughs> like it's such a like it, it, it's just wrapped with so much emotion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's in the song right <laughs> that is <laughs> okay. yeah yeah so that is yes um but then uh, we do get a little bit of a break here yeah <laughs> um, right on um i described it as like a, a nice little palate yes. cleanser uh, it's still having a couple messages that are sad, but it's like a call to bring people together, realizing that people uh, have silent battles that not everyone, not everyone knows about. And it's key for this song, because its basic message is, don't be yes. an asshole, like, let's just help each other out. And I think that's another thing that, and it's something that we're dealing with too, is you still have to have fun, you still have to enjoy being human. Yeah, absolutely. And that is so important, because it reminds you of what you're fighting for. And it's mm-hmm. like when I ran my errands today, it was the same thing. I just, it was little moments. I was just set up for them. Uh, there was an older guy that work, was working at Sendix, and uh, mm-hmm. acquaintance ran into him, and she was really excited to see him. And then his his last day, he's retiring March first, 
Like yeah. I was walking away at this point, and then he said, "And also, I've got a new granddaughter," and he was really proud of talking about that. Oh. And it was just a really nice thing to listen to. Um, yeah. In that moment, and it's just that's what we're fighting for. So everybody can be like that of yeah. have their nice family and run into acquaintances, and it's just good news, you know. Um, and I just I like this nice seven minute song. This this is uh, this is where the Funk Brothers get their uh, do in really get their time to shine. Yeah, this is a really good track. But again, it's this mm. this place to this is a good record to just have on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Um, I also think this ties really well with the next song, Holy Holy, because um, it's just more of a call to action. Though it is primarily like focused on religion, I think the song itself actually leaves the door open slightly uh, for you to, mm-hmm. um, to maybe say something that maybe religion isn't your thing, but whatever can be your God can get you through and help people come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I like that it's, uh, it does keep it open a little bit. It, it, like I said, it's very heavily focused this, on religion, but still. This is my favorite type of, yeah, uh, religious, holy person, you know, religious person where it's a yeah. core tenet of theirs is that a bit, uh, is that worldview of God doesn't come to us in every which way, you know. Yeah. Your interpretation is just as valid as mine. It's just as mm-hmm. long as we both came to the understanding of God is love and we need to spread it. Yeah. So it's it, it's, and, it's a great uh, message. It's something you can definitely get behind. Absolutely, and it's still a very very sexy <laughs> song. Fucking uh, yeah. the most unsexy just... part of it is the fact that the track could definitely sound like uh, a ska band name. <laughs> holy holy! Yes. Oh my god! I can see that. They are. O- that does sound. They're like... opening for Big D in the kids' table. <laughs> no, it would be more like uh, Five Iron Frenzy. That's who. Oh, okay, for, yeah. That's another religious one. Come on now, get your ska bands right. Scree- I don't even know if Fire Frenzy is really ska. Uh, screeching Weasel, they'd open up for. It. I guess it doesn't have to be a ska band. Uh, just <laughs> fair. Just it has to be pop punk at least, though. But yeah, holy holy. Yeah, <laughs> holy holy. Man, makes me want to skank right now. <laughs> holy holy. All right. All right. So, <laughs> so uh, talk about Inner City Blues. Well, let's get into it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, right from joking to ska to uh, the saddest song. Uh, of the piece Uh, it's like coming down to reality to realize that all the work is still left to be done and hopefully for us on tuesday when we uh get to see another hopefully primary win here right it's all those things of it feels damn good for one day <laughs> maybe you gotta think about the next week. Yep, maybe the second day, and then even then, it's like, well, the problems are still happening right now because the big wet one will go decide he <laughs> wants to kill a bunch more people, and that's what sucks. Because you know, even if we get this guy, at the end of the day, he's still you know, at the same time, he's still the politician. We, it's just we're purchasing our politician finally. Right. And I think that's you what a lot of people purchased. just don't understand the base layer of politics is. is yeah. Politics is who that person is beholden to, and yeah. Bernard is beholden to the people. Yeah, we, absolutely. We got to, but people, people don't think so. It's so fucking yeah. weird. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. exactly. But exactly. But it's we, we're, we're buying them. We're, we get to finally buy one. Everybody else yeah. bought one. Wall Street buys one all the time. Uh, they bought rats yeah. this year. But <laughs> yeah, all right. But good. even if we um, even if we get our guy, it's not even like day one. Everything's fine. 
Like, even yeah. after four oh, it's, it's, years, it even if he does his best, there's going to be so much obstruction, and, and that doesn't mean that all, all is solved. We are, the work never ends, really. Yeah, and I, absolutely. And I think uh, a lot of people imagine that every election, you know, it's the same thing of, you know, what it reminds me of is the infamous during one of the protests there was a sign of uh, it was like, if Hillary won, we'd be at brunch right now. And and that's the whole point. Most people just want to be at brunch. They don't want to think about anything. They wanted just Hillary and she would have been doing so many of the same things. That's the funny thing. Right. She'd have been bombing brown people. She loves to brown bomb brown people and most people would still be at brunch because it's not them we still have the horrible healthcare (sighs) system all that and you know right so uh all those people are gonna cancel out no matter who gets elected and so the people left that still work to do and that's this is a song that's gonna remind you of that absolutely inner city blues um wow you really summed (laughs) up fucking i i should have went first damn Um, i was on one today (laughs) <laughs> that was good. You were down there. But um, I was going to say, like, this song hits you right in the feels, and you kind of covered everything that happens there. Um, and like, Right On and Holy Holy are songs that make you feel better about the songs that you heard earlier, while this song just kind of, like, pulls the rug on, from under you. And I think one thing I just did was kind of hijack it for an overall thing, because we should talk yeah. about specifically what they talk about in Inner City Blues. Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, like, they talk about segregation. They talk about police brutality. They talk about bleak economic situations. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, that's happening still. And I, and I, <laughs> God damn. And I think that's why it needed to be a song cycle at the mm-hmm. end, because it does come down hard. It really and does. so you should, you know, and it's easy to, like, then that's why you just start it up again, and then you get to go through the songs mm-hmm. that up, raise your raise you up a little bit again. But and I guess it's also just the cycle that always goes in our head of okay, we got this, we can do this. Ah, oh, shit, there's so mm-hmm. much work to do. There's so much horrible things right. that happen, and that's the thing is, I, it's not going to stop. Absolutely, I was going to say this is like kind of like watching a movie, and you're expecting the protagonist to win here, but then it's just like him getting blasted <laughs> in the face, and the bad guy gets everything or whatever. So. This is this is this is how it is. This is how it ended right here. Inner City Blues just like made this in, album very in unhappy the, at the end. In the words of the poet Zach Fox, <laughs> I ain't gonna quit until every blank makes a first day out. <laughs> it's yeah. a reference to a uh, yeah. song "First Day Out." The being kicked in, yeah. Dude came out of prison and just wrote a song right away. The first thing he did, and uh, that's that's what it is. Is uh, segregate, especially stuff like police brutality. Even if, again, we get a better president, get a better government, that's not going to stop. Those people are not ours. We already know who they stand with. They stand with the so-called law, which we know is against us. Mm -hmm. Police brutality, stuff like that will continue to happen. It doesn't matter who's in the offices of the government. And so that's stuff that it's beholden to us to all put the pressure on and get the message, you know, and defeat it. Absolutely. And that is a and way I, bigger fight than electing this guy to office. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, it's not just him that can do it. We have to all do it ourselves, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was that was <laughs> how what's going on made us feel. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. It made us feel a lot of things, uh, a lot of positive, a lot of uh, negative, but in not a bad way. It makes you think. Right. <laughs> makes you think. It does make you think. 
it makes you think and it also kind of makes you at some sense make you feel uh, hopeful that, that we could possibly get something like this done. Because if you start listening mm-hmm. to the album and actually understand what's, what's wrong with it, then you could try to fix and it. It's, and and uh, the, it, it's a good reminder, these people have always been here. You're not alone. Yeah. We're all thinking the same mm-hmm. things. Why can't we all just get together again? You know, right. that's what we just want to see. Everybody getting together. Absolutely. And that's that's that. Well, what now? What a what a what a day! What a what a good! I think this is a very good um, album to bring up for Black History Month, and um, just the something that we climate. could use to, uh, yep. yeah, and something that we could use to be better in the future. Well, that was that. Um, not exactly radio. We'll be back again next week with uh, with Death. Uh, <laughs> You remember that? No, I'm just laughing because we'll be uh, <laughs> next week with uh, death. death. Death, death will be on the show. Good. Death will be on the show. I'm gonna talk to him. <laughs> no, um, but no, there's a band. It's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, when this album, or sorry, when this album, when this episode drops, uh, it'll be New Hampshire primary day. So hopefully, folks out in New Hampshire do their thing. Go vote. Do something nice. Get your targeted um, harassment in. Yeah, do that too. Get on the and, news uh, we'll for see. sending a we'll rat to <laughs> Buttigieg. God, Jesus. There you go. That'd be hilarious. Pete wow. <laughs> Buttigieg got a rat today. Anyways, uh, all right. That's not exactly radio. We're going to get out of here. Hey, what's uh, what's up? I'm, I, fuck, I don't even know anymore. Uh, I'm Benny K, and that's Tony Just Tony. Tony Just Tony. We're going to see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. That you're exactly like us. I trust.